Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. Across the table from me, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And also across the table from me, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There you go. We are all back together here in the Indigo basement. Only one band could bring us all back together for this special app. Matt is menacingly holding a box cutter right now. He is. That is not a joke. <laughs> I am just seeing this box cutter. I'm and ready. no band Ugh. could better. Oh, boy. No band is more box cutter worthy. Than Stained, their album, Break the Cycle. We are going to talk all about it. Because you're opening on all those boxes to put the records on the shelves because this was a top seller, baby. It was, Matt. It was. We're going to get into sales figures. We're going to be talking about everything stained, everything break the cycle. Before we get to that, though, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So just last week, we had mentioned uh, our feedback we got for our episode on The Cure and their self-titled album. And listener Shmeev tweeted at us and said about the people that were pushing back on Reddit. He said, what must it be like to never have loved something enough to dunk on it mercilessly? What does that mean? I think it's I think it's don't take everything that you love so seriously. Like there's a part of there's a part of me that loves Radiohead. And then there's another part of me that is just like, but come on, Tom York's voice is really annoying. Yeah, if you, yeah, if it's it's uh, it's definitely made me think about how um, how mad I got about that other podcast um, making fun of corn. Oh, the, the pump up the punch up the jam, punch or whatever. up the jam, yeah. And I remember thinking back later when I was doing the edit, I was like, I was a little too hot on this one. Like, I need like some distance. It's fine. They're fine. Corn is fine. Thinking about what you said, Jenny. It's like, mm. corn's fine. They're fine. And uh, yeah, just being like, yeah, if you love something, it's, you know, it's it's something that a lot of people can learn because people hear opinions that they don't agree with and they go bananas. They go nuts. You know, I listen. What movie do I love a lot? The Raid. Love it a lot. Roger Ebert gave it one star. Wow. Did I write him an angry letter? Yes. No. <laughs> no, okay. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Not for everybody. Okay. I mean, his his one-star review is like, this movie's just all different ways to kill people. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. That's why I saw it. Anyway. Thank you, Shmeev. <laughs> That's thank why you very I much. saw it. Yes. Uh, Jenny, we got some emails. We sure do. We have an email from Ryan. Headline, Demolition. Uh, Ryan says, can you please do an episode on this? This being Demolition by Judas Priest. Uh, Slayers shouldn't be pointed out as band who isn't new metal did new metal. This should. Whoa. Okay. Hey. Jenny, are you familiar with this Judas Priest album? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. I had no idea when this rolled into the inbox. I was like, wait, Judas Priest did what? So uh, this is, this is, hmm. Do people want to hear that one? Let us know. Let they us know. Gotta let us know then. Let us know. Because that's a couple hours out of our day. We'll have to spend listening to Judas Priest. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fine with me. Uh, we also got an email from Peter. Headline, The Roach Gang? says, Hi, Matt, Jennifer, and Lauren. Love the show. Favorite guest host, Minnesota Mom. I know that Bloodhound Gang is not your favorite band, and I definitely agree that it is not new metal. But what's the big difference between Bloodhound Gang and Papa Roach? 
It's rap rock. They activate pits. I'm having a hard time putting a finger on it. Is it because Bloodhound Gang is too goofy and new metal has to be brooding and self-serious? Or is it simply that Bloodhound Gang are more, quote, rock than, quote, metal? Best, Peter. All right. Now, you know I love the Bloodhound Gang. You love yourself some Bloodhound Gang. I might be the only one at the table who loves the Bloodhound Gang. That is an accurate read. That's a good read. <laughs> I read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room very well. But uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think we're not obviously. My personal strong conviction is that we will never touch the Bloodhound Gang on this show. Unless I pull some kind of like April Fool's prank on you and tell you that we're doing the Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang is just too poppy, in my opinion. It 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 goes over the line of like very, very poppy. Well, they they do a rap rock esque thing, but I think they also mix it a little bit more with punk. Mm-hmm. Pop punk, not punk. Sorry, let me. Wow. <laughs> when I think punk, I think Bloodhound. Bloodhound Gang. Playing CBGBs. But like that kind of, maybe it's pop punk attitude. Yeah. Instead of the new metal attitude. Like there wasn't a moment I felt Jimmy Pop Ali takes himself seriously. Mm-mm. Or evil Jared. There's really like not any chug. There's no chug. And if anything, whenever I've heard a lot of their songs, I'm just like, there's barely anything here. It's so thin. Um, looking up their Wikipedia, um, their genre tags are alternative rock, comedy rock, alternative hip hop, electronica, punk rock, and rap rock. If your first three genre tags are alt rock, comedy rock, and alternative hip hop, I'm going to want to flush you down the toilet. You know what? I don't think they would mind. Yeah, they're like, love the toilet, live there. <laughs> That's our thing. We wrote a whole album about living in a toilet. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Peter. Thank you for your email and your question. Hey, remember way back when we did a producer spotlight month that everybody loved? Oh, oh by Ross Robinson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't we do some albums that weren't necessarily new metal? Oh, definitely did some albums that were new metal we sure did one of them blood brothers we got some feedback (laughs) (laughs) on facebook cameron lamant said i recently listened to the msi album frankenstein girls will seem strangely sexy for some reason the old internet video of pikachu singing bitches got stuck in my head i had the same reaction to this album as i did to that which was wow i hate this Definitely enjoying you branching out a bit, though, on the music. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate that. And Thank uh, you. I understand the hate towards mindless self-indulgence, but if I were to pull a trump card and be like, we, sh- we should listen to something, uh, it would be mindless self-indulgence. <laughs> but only, I'm never going to do that, Lauren. What a trick. What a trick he would, you know, what would we even do with ourselves? I, I would just listen to it. Yeah, probably. Probably for the best. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, fine. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Uh, the whole episode, you'd be like, you like this? I would have to be like... Oh, I'd definitely be like, this, this is something you like? 
Well, I mean, right before we started recording, you're like, guys, let me play you this bullshit someone told me to listen to. And we were, Jenny, you and I were like, this is fine. Oh, I hated it. Oh, you did not mention that. Oh, I was just internally hating it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it was really, I mean, the live song you played, it, this is the, Vi- should I say? The Viagra Boys. Okay, I didn't know if somebody meant like. No, no, it was, it was a internet suggestion okay okay. well my dearest friend and listener of the show uh no it was uh, the the live thing you played was like fine kind of weird don't need a saxophone but the the one that wasn't live yeah that was terrible uh but back to the task at hand here Mm. blood brothers feedback on facebook mike hoverluck says thanks for listening to this one it's one of the otter albums in ross's discography and a very sharp turn from the usual around here definitely a transition record the ones before were raw and unfocused and those after felt more epic in sound and scope i don't think they reached the height of crimes and young machetes without this record and the ross experience thank you mike jeffrey thomas said i'm trying to be a trooper i am not <laughs> trying to be a skipper but i cannot listen to one more second of this fucking chip nut chipmunk outburst music <laughs> chip nut chip nut chipmunk very true. Uh, Jeffrey, I respect that. Austin Count says, trying to decide which song I want to set as my AIM away message. <laughs> Think and face. You are not the only person who has had that conundrum in front of you. Mm-hmm. Simon James Constable said, it's a masterpiece. Coming in hot, Simon. Whoa, Simon. Whoa very much thank you uh john marcioni says they were touring this album when they played smalls and then also jamie thompson's basement where the whole band got sick jamie thompson's basement my former home whoa (laughs) that was litter box and very true johnny thank you very much alan smock said i was and still am too fat to like this band (laughs) at my size there's no such thing as skinny jeans only jeans you very obviously grew out of (laughs) <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alan. Over on Twitter, Kelly K. Fresh Razor, a.k.a. the boy Kelly, says roulette wheel of cocks. Laughing, smiling, laughing, crying emojis. Thank you. Cole Dowden said great. Uh, he listed five things. He said, one, great song titles, but it is terrible music. Two, great passion, but it is terrible music. Three, love the energy, but it is terrible music. Four, they press recorded all the wrong moments in the studio. <laughs> and five, this record should be played as a deterrent to invasive space aliens. All right. Well, we'll see if you maintain that toot after you hear stained today. <laughs> uh, no offense, says Matt's analogy of two trains on a controlled collision course with each other actually happened. Hashtag America. And he linked to a Wikipedia article in which that very thing happened. Look at us. Crush, Texas was a temporary city established as the site of a one-day publicity stunt in Texas in 1896. William George Crush. That's a great last name. What a name. W.G. Crush. Uh, General passenger agent of the Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad, popularly known as the Katy, conceived the idea in order to demonstrate a staged train wreck as a public spectacle. No admission was charged and train fares to the crash site were offered at a reduced rate of $2 from any location in Texas. 40,000 people showed up, more people than lived in the state's second largest city at the time. On September 15, 1896, the event planned to showcase the deliberate head-on collision of two unmanned locomotives at high speed. Unexpectedly, 
The impact caused both engine boilers to explode, resulting in a shower of flying debris that killed two or three people. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> fine. And caused numerous injuries among the spectators. But here's the thing. Didn't charge any admission. It was free. It was free. That's what you got. Hey, man. You didn't have to be there. You didn't have to be there. It was you, free. You came up. Uh, Jax says, I'm definitely too old for this. Yeah. But there was a time I would have gone to see these guys and said I loved it, even though it really just hurt my ear holes. <laughs> I feel, Jax, as always. Nailing it. Feel ya. Nailing it. You're mm-hmm. the best. And also, thank you for using the vernacular ear holes. <laughs> just something for your ear holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy in Scani at Yelwad on Twitter said, Hey, Roach Coach, you want to tell me just what the fuck is going on in this snot episode? Whoa. Well. Um, I, I don't mean, remember doing that. I mean, what I recall is, is we had a long conversation about, I think there was a question about like sucking his dick or sucking his balls or something like that. There that was, about right. there was yeah. a dick sucking conversation that yeah. happened. And it was just, we weren't sure about the lyrics. We had to crack it open. So that's what was going on. That's It was analysis is what is happening. Just like every other episode. Intensive. Deep, intense analytics. Right. That's right. Of these lyrics. And in the case of Snot, I mean, it was Lynn Strait. He was going to talk about whatever he wanted. And he was talking about getting his dick sucked in a weird way that confounded us. We're being real. Sure. We're being honest. We're doing a, I mean, we were doing a bit, but also truly wanted to know what was going on. Have you never been confused? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, Jaeger says, despite all the awful things surrounding the event, will you ever do a special Woodstock 99 episode? I don't know. I don't know, but that does lead to something special that we are doing this summer. So we talked about it. It was like, do we do another theme month? Seems too soon. And then we thought, wait a minute. Theme summer. summer. That's right. All summer long. (laughs) So many people are like, no, what are you going to do? It's okay. We're going to listen to all four Family Values albums. Family Values 98, Family Values 99, Family Values 2001, Family Values 2006. When are we going to do them? Once a month. There you go. <laughs> and we're just going to draw. That'll be the episode. You don't know when it's going to be. We're just going to we're going to do it. It's like a tour. You know, when's Family Values coming to your town? Once a month. Once a month. <laughs> As it did. <laughs> As it did. <laughs> so it was accurate. Yeah. yeah. So all, yes, all summer. So May, June, July, and August. That's right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all those because, uh, yeah, we haven't, we've never done a live album on the show. And holy uh, crap. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, we're going to learn what it's like to do a live album That's on the right. show. So That's right. Every- that seems impossible. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to make it possible. That's right. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Jenny. I'm going to take this first one here. Uh, I'm going to say this name is uh, B. Crostat. Mm-hmm. Said, great effing album. Sweet Mitchell Sosha says, I didn't know he did this one. Wow. We taught him. We taught him. Yeah. Mitch is learning. And James Serini, friend of the show. And are him and Mitch like best friends? He's in our wedding party. Oh, wow. He said all caps. Yes. James Serini 
loves the Blood Brothers is a very small, thin man. <laughs> there he's, it is. He's uh, he's very much like uh, the type. Yes. Me, me and Alan Smock are on the wall. And me. <laughs> and me. I'm too big. I could like fucking accidentally kill 100 people at a Blood Brothers show just by turning around to get a beer. <laughs> so sorry. You just hear a little like... My white belt. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming, emailing. Keep on saying hello on all those platforms or send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, go to roachcoach.com for everything Roach Coach, all those apps, all the way back to, yeah, back to the Snot app. It's on there. It's on the site. Check mm-hmm. it out. Maybe you can let Jeremy know what was going on as well because we, I'm pretty, pretty sure it was about a dick sucking song, but you know, that's the show for you, right? Yeah. A vague memory of a vague dick memories song. of dick sucking songs. Yes. <laughs> you know, we've done 150 something of these. <laughs> that feels good. Yeah, that's right. All right, you guys. It's time to talk about it. The album of the week, Break the Cycle by Stained. Jenny, mm-hmm. when did this album come out? This album was released on May 22nd, 2001. The thick of it. Very much the thick of it. Oh man, what a summer. What a summer. They were kicking off summer. That was the break the cycle in a lot of ways. That was the Avengers Endgame of summer 2001. I think so. Mm. Jenny, mm. let's let's talk about your history <laughs> with it, and then we'll get into these numbers. Sure. Uh, much like Avengers Endgame, I had no interest in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. Didn't like it. Didn't care. I'm sure it's fine. Although I was right when I, my, I fucking thought Stained was the biggest piece of shit band. That was like... I think 2001 might have been my peak too cool for stuff that summer specifically. Yep. The summer between that was the summer between my junior and senior year in high school. I was calling people out for being posers. I was calling people not real punks. I was very cool. I was in the mix. Oh, I was listening to Jeff Buckley crying. Don't worry. Grace on repeat. You bet. Uh, Yeah. What else was I into? Red House Painters. I just discovered that. Uh, I was into all that. But then I was also into like, I think this is the first time I'd really started to hear like actual metal music. Um, I was way too cool for this. I thought this was dumb, shitty shit for dumb, shitty shit people. Uh, I remember my best friend's um, my best friend's boyfriend was into this, and I just thought he was the biggest piece of shit in the world, which he was. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> this brings back a lot of memories of just hardcore judging people in Westland because this was like a Westland. That's the city I grew up in. Uh, Westland and a half album. Hated it. Thought it was fucking terrible. Thought anybody who liked it was dumb. That is my history with this album. <laughs> Lauren, what do you think? So a little note about this album. Uh, when it came out, debuted at number one. Yeah. yeah. Knocked out Tool, Lateralis for number one. Of course it did. Everybody so, in the world is a piece of shit. So, so that makes sense. Uh, so this was my sister's, I think she was, I think my sister's the same age as you, Jenny. So I think she was like her junior prom. And I remember th- this guy came to pick her up for prom and she's like, can you take the picture for us? And I mean, 
we're gonna get to what did you say like piece of shit people yeah i took my picture of my sister with her date and i said all right instead of saying say cheese i went say new tool album comes out next week and she's like shut up <laughs> she hated that it was yeah so yeah so i pick up this new tool album that's my thing and then yeah stain comes out did i buy this the day it came out I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I fucking did. This copy here that we have on the table. This is OG. This is an OG copy. I picked this up day of. Uh, I listened to it all summer. And I played it with mixed company in the car. Oh, my God. This thing was getting rotation. I was I was into it. And I remember thinking I didn't think it was as good as Dysfunction. But I loved It's Been a While. I loved it. I was like, this oh is a great song. Undeniable. And it was really popular. And I was like, well, everyone just gets it. Everyone just gets it. So can I ask you, yeah. at that time, were you as strong in your opinions as you are now? Yes. We would have fought. We would have worried. We, we, we still worried. might. We, we would have Yeah, we might. We might. <laughs> Who knows? We're we're not that far into this app. No, we're not. So uh, my defenses are going way up. Whoa, right now. yeah. So yeah, I fight was, or flight. I was I I loved I loved it's been a while. I thought it was great. I remember my friend, uh my buddy, one of my best friends, Gerard, we were somewhere, I think I was playing it in the car, and I think he said, like, it has not been a while since I've heard this fucking song. And mm. I was like, it's popular. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's popular. Sorry. Hey, yeah. So um, I I remember thinking, though, I didn't think it was like like a perfect album. I don't think it was on. I didn't have it as like my best of the year list at the end of the year or anything. I mean, the thing to keep in mind is still that fall system of a down drops. Mm -hmm. Ben folds drops rock in the suburbs and Sloan put out pretty together. And I put I was that, that was, you know, that's what I was listening to in that fall. And I got more weird looks, honestly, when I told some people that I thought Pretty Together was my favorite album of that year. Some girl was like, the Metro Times thought it was just okay. Well, yeah, that's how it goes. I was sometimes. going through a lot of things. Yeah. Matt and I's history was stained. Jenny, we would have been such great <laughs> friends. Such <laughs> great, great friends. I had a garbage can named Stained because everything that went in and out of it was trash. Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. This was unfounded. This was this was built on the house that outside, and it's been a while built. That that is all I've ever heard from this album. Oh, really? That is it. This is about to be the best episode of our lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the same for me before I listened to it on this episode. I'd never listened to. There was not a chance in fucking hell. If that thing had come near me, that CD, I'm pointing at a CD. <laughs> That had come near me, I would have fucking thrown it and been like, get the fuck away from me. There's no way I'm listening to any stained song. I had One not heard trillion percent. I had never heard any any song other than it's been a while or outside until we did this up. And I and was I, I, I don't put know about off you listening to this. And I, I don't know about you, but I found in those videos Aaron Lewis to be the most insufferable human being I have ever looked at. Yeah. I wanted to beat him up. <laughs> and I couldn't, probably. So I w- am now, uh, what is 2001? So I'm nearly 20 years removed from that time period of my life. My opinion of Stain, although has softened, okay, my interest in them 
is still 0.0%. Okay. I uh, so I, I we I feel like we have to mention so there is a famous episode of you talking you two to me called stained glass with Tom yes glass. it's one of the funniest podcasts of all time um, no hyperbole it is so hilarious and uh, if you're not familiar with that podcast it's uh, Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman and they go through you two's discography and talk about it seriously and also joke about it. You might say it's a subtle influence on this show, but they had on comedian Todd Glass and they decided to listen to Stains Break the Cycle with him. And side note, yes, because for nearly eight months on Comedy Bang Bang, which was Scott Ackerman's podcast, mm-hmm. they would go anytime anyone said it's been a while in earnest, Scott Ackerman or somebody else who was in on the joke would go, it's been a while. Mm hmm. Every single time. Yes. And, and, and it then, yeah, built up and snowballed. built up and yeah. built up that they finally did the record. Yeah. And what was remarkable about that episode is that uh, Adam Scott's reaction to every single Stain song is incredible revulsion and, and dislike. Incredible level that I was, I mean, at the time, I mean, we had, we weren't even doing this podcast when, the, when, when that album, when that episode came out. And I remember being like, this guy's coming in a little like relaxed, bro. But I didn't honestly listening to this now. This was the first listen for me, like actual listen to this album in a very long time. I was surprised by some of my reactions to it. Mm. Yeah. So well, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm to excited. Because here's the thing. Like I said, it was it was a summer staple. Summer 2001. You got with me in the Saturn. You might find some break the cycle in the. The old displayer. Call me Adam Scott, baby. Whoa. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Jenny, who's in Stained? If you must know, <laughs> it's Aaron Lewis on lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Mike Mushak on lead guitar. Johnny April on bass and backing vocals. And John Wysocki on drums. Producer on this album, Josh Abraham. Crazy. It's going to be a Jabraham record. And... A&R. Gotta mention it. Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Fred Durst and DJ Lethal. Both of them were like, we, oh. got, we got notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But you know who mixed this record? Oh, shit. I did not look who A good it. friend. Oh, shit. A loyal compatriot. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Andy Wallace. <laughs> Took me a second to get that <laughs> you got one. there. Oh, you yeah. got there. Oh man, Josh producing, Andy Wallace mixing, Fred Durst giving notes. At least we know this record's gonna sound good. And what we should talk a little bit. So this was a monster. Debuted at number one. Knocked Tool off the top of the charts. But it wasn't just like, hey, it's the number one album. It's the number one album for three straight weeks three, three weeks stained mania stain mania stainia stainia up and down the street people can't get enough seven hundred thousand copies in the first week honestly this is like as i was like probably unsurprisingly an extremely angsty teen the, these statistics just sort of reinforce my angsty teen behavior. Like, if every piece of shit wants to listen to this bad record, then the world's going to hell. 
So I found an interview with Stained from Rolling Stone, summer of 2001. And they talk about when all of the band found out that they had sold 700,000 copies in the first week. Guitarist Mike Mushak was at a mall in Norfolk, Virginia. Prove he, it. When he got the call. He says, I started crying. I could cry right now because I can't even believe it. He immediately called Aaron Lewis, who is out on the links with drummer John Waisaki, a devoted golfer. Later that day, all three went out and bought themselves Rolexes to celebrate. Okay. Where is Johnny April? Was Why was he not invited to the Rolex shopping spree? <laughs> hey, why, why don't we have a Rolex party but exclude one member, please? <laughs> He does. We have enough watches to tell him the time. Devoted golfer tells me everything I need to know about how this album sounds. <laughs> oh, Jenny! <laughs> shot, uh, shot, 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 shot. Fired. Oh, man. There are multiple. I, I would say this is a very long article that I intended to read the entire thing before uh, doing this episode, but it's much longer than I anticipated and did not get to read the whole thing. But there is a mention of uh, the fact that the writer does not believe that the band is new metal, which I guess is something we'll talk about. And also that uh, there are a couple of references to basically an instance uh, where the band played St. Andrew's Hall mm-hmm. in Detroit. And um, I, a gentleman came up to Aaron Lewis. He had Aaron Lewis's face tattooed on his body. That was a decision came back a year later more lyrics song titles album titles that guy gave his body for stained that guy gave his body for stained jenny you love rush would you give your body for rush would you you, do you have any rush tattoos no i do not i i will not get a tattoo of anything that could be traced back to a human or work because I think that uh, once you do that, the odds that they're going to be linked to something terrible increases <laughs> just exponentially. Like I have a, I have a, a bookshelf on my arm, a tattoo of a bunch of books and people are like, why don't you get titles on there? And I'm like, well, because I don't want to have that on there. And then people find out they're like, Oh, the person who wrote that huge anti-Semite. I'm like, well, cool. Yeah, Let's just say I put Willy Wonka on there thinking, Oh, that's a cute kid's book. And then you find out, that Raul Dahl was an anti-Semite. Is that true? Yes. Oh, see? There we go. <laughs> that I'm making decisions. Yeah, James no. and the Giant Peach. You don't want to know what that peach was. Oh, yeah. You don't want to know what it represented. Uh, yeah, so, Matt, would you... Uh, any bands that you would consider giving your body over to, tattoo-wise? No, absolutely not. No? Okay. I'm, I'm not a tattoo guy to begin with, mm-hmm. so this band would have to be life redefining at 41 years old so no chance of you getting a corky and the juice pigs like back to i mean i am corky and the juice pigs for life for life yeah so i guess i am a juice pig hey look (laughs) jpfl jpfl well you know maybe i can do what the uh, dixie chicks did and like have little chicken tracks on my feet i could just get (laughs) what is that for real that is a million percent true. Every uh, platinum album that they had, they got a tattoo on their feet of a chicken uh, uh, chicken claw. All right. Wow. That's what we should do. If we ever have a an episode that goes platinum, I'll get a chicken claw tattooed on my foot. 
That's a promise. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Um, oh, genre tags for this one. Um, what do we got, Jenny? We've got alternative metal, new metal, and post-grunge. Uh, uh, the mark of death for me, that post-grunge. Jenny, I always feel like, you know, when they say, like, what, you know, like, you see a horror movie, it's like, isn't that something you'd be afraid of? Like, Mike Myers being in your closet? And you're like, Jenny, you're like, no. <laughs> Opening your closet and post-grunge <laughs> yeah, is in there. You're like, that's, that's, that's my fear. Oh, boy. Well, as much as I don't want to do this, we should probably start listening to <laughs> we this We have record. really dragged this out. <laughs> and I know that we can drag it out, but we got to get through this. Uh, all right. The first song on this record is called Open Your Eyes. taken off his head. Wow, man. Wow. about it think about it empathy ever crackhead (laughs) asking for change an old man lies in an alleyway what's he doing nothing because he's fucking dead (laughs) the heavyweight champion is crazy as about books check him out Uh, yeah um i'm gonna start off yeah that's a hot you should probably that's a hot drop that's a hot drop. That's a hot drop. I'm going to keep saying it. Which part's a hot drop? That, that's major chug, man. Okay. When this when I first heard it, I was like, oh, shit, this is new metal. Right. When it got into it, the squeechy boy. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is new metal. In fact, even to uh to to show my cards a little bit i played a little bit of this song before just to test levels uh-huh. and i was like oh shit that's new metal i might be wrong and then jenny goes wait <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good impression of me that's, that's very <laughs> that's, accurate that that's, that's that's very good and then uh because i didn't reach the vocals i when i hear aaron lewis sing Something physical happens inside of me. It really does. And I I don't know if that's just my short-sightedness, if it's just I'm attaching something to him that doesn't exist. Like, I just hate him for a reason that I don't know. But once he starts singing, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. So this Rolling Stone interview, in it, they ask Aaron Lewis about high school and 
you know, coming up in his childhood. And basically he said, you know, he got picked on a lot, didn't do good, great, but one class where he fucking crushed A's across the board, couldn't be touched, choir. Okay. Get up there, he starts singing. Couldn't be stopped. And on top of that, got a little, got a little notice from the ladies. Ladies kind of liked his singing. Uh-oh. And I was like, man, it does answer this question of like, with all of the other, because I mean, Aaron Lewis, I mean, now with his sort of country career, he's sort of taken on sort of just like a troubadour thing, sitting with the guitar. But during the prime stained era, he would basically either stand stone still while the rest of the band rocked out around him, or he would contort his body in like pained ways that were now I realize theatrical and he's feeling these lyrics maybe harder than you would really tolerate. There's no, there's no wink. We've done a lot of these albums, obviously there's generally like maybe like a fun song, on some of these albums, like Corn, they'll spend a lot of time anguishing about a lot of dark shit. But then shit. for some reason, they'll throw in Lowrider. Lowrider or Twist or they'll cover Cheech and Chong. Like, they'll be something fun. Stain don't do that. No. It's 100% crank seriousness. It's like, excuse me, we're fucking sad right now. Yeah, what would you do uh-huh. if it yeah. was you? Yeah. I mean, Open your eyes. Your eyes. Sheeple. Sheeple. No thanks, Aaron Lewis. Jenny, thoughts on Open Your Eyes? I fucking hate this song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will agree that the top tricked me a little bit because I was like, oh, maybe this is like... And then he came in. And then the lyrics. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Aaron Lewis... Go take a nap. Get away from me. Hey, Aaron. Go lay down. Aaron. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Empathy. Ever heard of that? Overpopulation. There's no room in jail. But most of you don't give a shit. Oh, God. Actual lyrics. All right. Normally, I'd go to songmeanings.com to get that. No need. No need. um, By the way, songmeanings.com. They were all there opening day for the stained album. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Jenny, any favorites? No. <laughs> uh, someone linked to a website that they profess is a real site, but I'm pretty sure is a fan site made to look like a real site called stained online.com. Sure. In it, it has what I can only, what is described as descriptions of every song. As explained by by Aaron. And it even says you click on a thing called song meanings. And then it says song meanings by Aaron Lewis. And some of these, maybe, I believe are Aaron. But as we'll get into it, there are some where I'm like, I don't know if this is actually Aaron Lewis. So for open your eyes, what Aaron says here is the lyrics are very old. Those are from like 10th or 11th grade in high school. For some strange re- reason, while we were recording, I was having a hard time coming up with something for it. Sitting there listening to it over and over again to have some sort of inspirational moment. These lyrics to this old song from a long time ago came into my head. I don't usually write observationally. I usually write introspectively. And this song is very observational. Hmm. 
I mean, I wrote my notes. This drop is killer. This is a killer drop. And they can write a, he can write a chorus. Structure-wise, songwriting-wise, all the pieces are there. Yeah. I really feel like Aaron Lewis's voice, Aaron Lewis's vocal, at your make or break right there. More than anything else. I would dare to say put a different vocalist on this and you'd be like, it's fine. It's, you know, yeah. have a different name. Be like Stern. Like, Stern is fine. Stern. Stern. It wouldn't be stained. Be stern. You might be right. You might be right. Darren Wooist. <laughs> Darren Wooist. <laughs> but I, I do think I have baggage with Aaron Lewis. I do too. I still hate this. <laughs> is it fair? Probably not. Probably not. But life ain't fair. Baby. <laughs> I do want to mention one uh, comment on songmeetings.com. <gasps> Commenter White Magic, which at uh, first I was like, wait, what? But then I figured it out because it's the opposite of Black Magic. Yeah. Hmm. Shows how no one in society gives a fuck about other people. The system is what ruins society. It's fucked up. And I think Aaron is showing that in this song. I think it's their next song to be blasted on the radio. Sticking out tongue emoji. I think other people should hear this song. It's a great song. Stained fucking rocks. When the fuck is their next album coming out? Wow. May 24th, 2002. Relax? I mean, <laughs> most bands work on a two-year cycle. So if the first one came out in 2001, then the next one's probably coming out in 2003, which it did. Maybe they're looking for them to break the cycle oh break the cycle of album, um, releases. album releases yeah all right okay let's keep going up next we've got a song called pressure grunge man i can see why someone would like this song <laughs> I, i'm right here i'm right here <laughs> no we're just gonna pretend like you're not for a minute for the first time the the actual verses i wasn't upset i was like this is okay not my favorite because he's snarling them he's not singing them he's snarling them right like kind of has some attitude with it i wasn't I wasn't like gouging my ears out. I was like, all right, this is fine. This yeah. is fine. And then they get to that that me, post grunge me, drop. Me, 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 me. Yep. And then I'm like, please turn this off. I hate this. This is not what I signed up for. That chorus, I mean, of course, is 
It's like a modulated changing. It really mm. is. It is. It's like it's such a slight changing that it doesn't even have the normal reaction of a, a general changing that happens to you too, where you guys like, like as if someone like injected drugs into your body and you're like freak out. You guys, you more just like sat there like something's wrong, but I don't know what. Is someone pumping gas into the room? It seems like it. there was a part of me where I was like, okay, this is obviously doubled vocals, and there's slightly a different harmony. Each one is a little bit different. It's kind of Allison Chainsy, but it's not. Yeah, a changing to me is a little more. There is a very distinct audio pattern that the Allison Chains has that this didn't have. Allison Chainsing goes, ah, and this went. <laughs> Is that it? Did we crack yeah, the code scientifically, on Scientifically, yes. Okay. That's exactly right. That's how it works. I like the chuggy riff. I wrote thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, strong, I thought a strong chorus. I wrote drowning in this, too much pressure. Relatable. Which it is. All right. At 213, there's a corn bridge, which I wrote I'm here for. And I said, I like this one, too. It's a strong start. Songmeanings.com. There are 20 comments. Everyone is there for it. There's a really good comment from Little Nemo that's like a giant like chunk of text. But it starts off with, this song is about one thing, pressure. Kind of obvious. But then they write a whole paragraph anyway. Uh, but my, uh, my favorite comment is from Dispatch for All. Uh, because they get into a little bit of a fight. Said, uh... I'm sorry you have to listen to this pathetic music. Tune down your E's to D's and scream about your truly and utterly sad lives and sell millions of copies of crap. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're blind to the media, which holds you in their palms. You listen to Stained because Mr. Limp himself put his seal of approval on it like that means something to anyone. Stain needs to lose the drugs, and I feel sorry for Aaron's new child, for she slash he is destined to lead a really fucked up life. Yours truly dispatch for everyone but people like you. Whoa. Wow. Shots fired. So Chrissy, 220. She ain't going to take this lightly. Mm -mm. Dispatched. I don't need you to feel sorry for me for listening to Stain, the very talented, awesome band. But you can be sorry for being such an asshole. There it is. Saying that shit about Stained. The only thing pathetic here is you having nothing better to do than be an ass and talk shit about Stained and their families. And how's his daughter going to have a fucked up life? She's got a father who is extremely talented and can afford to send her to a good school and shit like that. (laughs) You need to get a life. Stop talking shit. About stained, a pissed off fan, Chrissy. And I'm gonna let you guess how many words were spelled correctly in either one I, of those. I like that both of them spelled pathetic. P O T H E T I C. You got you have a northern better to do than P and S and talk shit about stained and their families. Uh, <laughs> it's too much. It's too so, much. So then I thought, well, Chrissy said her piece. Dispatch for all said their peach piece. Or their peach. Their peach, their peace. Dispatch for all came back. Oh, he's fired up or she's fired up now. Hello, Chrissy. Oh. I have two stained albums, Tormented and Break the Cycle. I used to be a hardcore stained fan like yourself until I realized what it was doing to me. 
Whoa. Listening to downer music like that isn't worth it because all it does is make you pissed off or sad. It pisses me off when bands like Stain get so much notoriety when all they do is scream and cry about their pathetic lives. And bands like The Counting Crows and Nickel Creek and Dispatch can't even get a piece of the limelight because it's being stolen by all these pierced and tattooed idiots with empty lyrics and boring chord progressions. I'm sorry I pissed you off, but it's my opinion. I have a right to be pissed at Stain because not only did listening to their music ruin my relationship with my girlfriend of a year <laughs> and a half, but it also drove me to my ropes and many times over. So cool down and take a Prozac or whatever sort of riddle and crap you metalheads all love to blame your problems on, and maybe you can look in the mirror. You will see that the painted face and the piercings are only a cover. Hmm. There it is. That's dispatch a, came through. Dispatch came through with a motherfucking journey. Yeah, when will Counting Crows get their day? <laughs> when? <laughs> Please. <laughs> if we could just do an episode about August and everything after, maybe uh, the Counting Crows will get their day in the sun. Oh, man. We'll do a Counting Crows app right after we do a Nickel Creek app. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love the idea of just being like, uh, hi, we're from Nickel Creek. Sorry. Seats taken by stain. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we have this. Uh, we have this song called Mr. Jones. Don't yeah. even come in here. Aaron Lewis is singing. Uh, uh, listen, you can go take recover your satellite somewhere else, bro. We got stained in here. That's right. And uh, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's All right. keep going. Up next, we got a song called Fade. Everybody at home, I just want you to know that we've been doing this show a long time, but the intense eye contact that I'm sharing with Jenny and Matt. That's why we had to be in the same room. That's why we had to be in the same room, because... I would have just unplugged the computer. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And we should mention the reason I suggested we do this is because stained is back this summer this is the yeah. return of stained the return that? of stained but it's low-key we're low-key they're just dipping their toes just seeing how they feel why not back they get a different drummer 
But Johnny, no watch April is back. Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis is back. The other guy. The other back. guy, Mike Mushak. Yes, yeah. they're back. I'll, I'll, I'll just start. I'll start. Do start it. Start before we get to the bloodbath. So I said, I, I wrote Slow Boy and then I crossed that out and wrote Mid Tempo Boy. It's got a crunchy drop. Musically, the band is doing the damn thing. It does feel sincere. It feels sincere. Uh, I still hate it. Why do we hate this so much? Because I, I'm with you. I, but I don't know why. Do I not believe Aaron Lewis? Do I find him so insufferable that I feel that the... Why do I want to say artifice? That is not the word that I want to say. But that the whole conceit of the album is bullshit. Like, how could someone who sings in choir and have girls like him have this much pain? Does he have this much pain or is it facade? I don't think it feels like facade to me at all. I think where my reaction from this stems from is that I think that this was just such a huge part of the culture that I was a part of at the time. Like this really permeated pop culture extremely heavily and Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of bands kind of like took a note from this they did and uh the children of stained are many yes and and i think just like first of all being somebody that wasn't like that's not into that like chainsing anyway this is definitely like a some sort of offshoot of being chained this is around the time that creed was really popular it's this type of music in general i think i just have a very visceral reaction to it based on how like omnipresent it was when i was a kid and just feeling like the people who liked it were people that i was just like you are ruining my life right the people who like it were people i didn't like yeah, and this was also like... You, then you looked right at me. Like you, Lauren. Well, wow. I, I associated this with like George W. Bush people. Mm. This was like right when I was starting to have like some level of like political opinion or awakening or something. This very much reminded me of like George W. Bush people. Um just fucking gross turds. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> gross turds. Am there I right? Oh, no, I'm not. But I, I do. I know that. Um, I know that what I'm bringing listening to this album is more than whatever this album's actually doing. I'm not going to try to fight the hatred away <laughs> because it's more work that I'm willing to do for Stained. I get that. I get that. I'm, mm. I'm over here. Like, if I, if you, you are a stained fan. It seems. Laura. I'm. Um, You're I a would stain. Sa- I would say. Well, what's a stained fan? Do we have a, name a for stain? A stain or a stainer? A, a stainer or stainy? Um. Either way, I would say in 2001, 100. I would have been like, you like stain? Yeah, stain fan. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them in concert. I saw them open for Corn in 2000. And I remember telling people, Stained was great. They might have been better than Corn. They were awesome. 
And they didn't have it's been a while in their arsenal at that time. So mm-hmm. um and uh I think with uh with this band, with this album I just uh I think the sincerity is true. I just think maybe it's uh it's just too much. Like you want it like it's too it's it's completely humorless. Completely humorless. And that level of self-seriousness, you're either all in or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And the people, the commenters on song meanings, the people they talk about in this uh, interview with Rolling Stone, they're all in. People are relating to this in a way that kind of reminds me of the same level of devotion that like Cold fans have if you're in the Cold Army, you know, new album Eminent. Have we talked about Scooter's tattoo? Have we talked about that? I don't think so. So Scooter got a got a got a spider neck tattoo. Like he got the logo on his neck. That's how real this new album is gonna be. Scooter wow. was like, I'm, I'm tattooing it. I'm on gonna my neck. sing in this. I, I think that you have like actually tapped on something very real for me, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh I have never been able to take myself seriously enough to like I've had, I have had very angsty, very heavy emotions and whatever, but there's no part of me that is that self-serious. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I hear things that are like that, it just sort of repulses me a little bit. So I'm like, oh my God. Like I just, I can't handle anything that's that level of self-serious. Mm. Yeah. And so you have that level of there because I, I, I read through everything and I'm just like, ultimately, it, it reads very sincere. They in the interview in Rolling Stone, uh, they do interview Aaron Lewis's dad and they talk about like basically his upbringing that basically his parents kept trying. They divorced or they got together and broke up and got together multiple times. And it was one of those things where they were trying to force something to happen. And he's like, at the time, his dad said at the time, I didn't think it was really like affecting him. But it's clear he's like he has like a lot of anger and frustration from that, from what was going on between us. And, you know, so it and it also just lends credibility, I think, maybe to to what he was feeling. And then to talk about what you were saying, Matt, about how Aaron Lewis comes across in the videos, which half of those are directed by Fred Durst. But I think they were like, I think the direction on those videos was like, lean into it lean into the pain go a hundred percent go a hundred percent because well we're gonna we're gonna talk about it when we get to and i'll be honest there's only one video i watched all the way through all the other ones i was like i got it i got it even you even me i was like i don't need to sit that here's the thing for one no worms you know me dude you gotta you gotta up your worm game listen flaw changed the game with their video with all the worms there were just i was just like every video needs to have worms so yeah, I hate to bring that up again, but yeah, you guys, you're making a music video. Where are the worms? Some, it, Get it, your worm game up. So Mitch's band's reuniting. Mm-hmm. I know they're not doing. And there's no talk of like new material or anything yet. No. But have they have they ever made a music video? They have. Well, if they ever make another one, I want you to seriously be like <laughs> Lauren loves worms. I'll sneak a worm in there. Sneak some worms in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> There'll be worms if, yeah. if they ever make another another music video. Uh, yeah, worms. and and it's funny is that I you know everyone's like well this worm bit it's not a bit because I saw a bird carrying a worm in its mouth the other day and I said to Rachel look at that 
that? And she was like, that was way too excited about a bird <laughs> carrying a worm. So I'm, my, my worm fandom is very real. Songmeetings.com commenters all helping each other out, mm-hmm. even people that are coming in very hot at each other, despite what had happened in the previous song, uh, previous comment section. Here we had a commenter, Choti666. Um, who's very upset and said, you know, that, you know, their parents had split and they'd related to this song. And, and another commenter, Outcast524, said, at least you have parents, Choti666. I have none. I have no real friends. The ones I had betrayed me. The parents I had hate me and kicked me out. I'd have this song to anyone who knew me that didn't care. Cornhead7 replied, direct reply, and said, sad to read your comment. Hope that everything is okay now and that you are living a good life now. And the reason that they said that now is because uh, Outcast 524 commented on May 16, 2002, and Cornhead 7 rolled in on September 1st, 2017. That's got to be a listener. Got to be a listener. And I'm glad they're checking in on people on songmeetings.com. Little Goth Doll said, I don't think this is just about parents, but about everyone who should be there for you and never was. Like, Friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, parents, relatives, people like that. This is one of the six songs in this CD that describes my life personally, perfectly. The six songs, numbers being one through five and ten, which I thought I sang very well at the talent show. <laughs> Love me always, Chris. That's one heck of a salutation. Love me always. Hey, love me always. Love me always. Why not? And... um. And Steve Daddy 13 said it's a cool song. Not the best from them, but good nonetheless. Another classic example of the loud chorus, quiet verse formula for success. Mm. Almost every word in that was misspelled. All right. Well, why wait any longer when it's the next song on the album? Mm. It's been a while. Is it safe to say that we know this song and we don't necessarily need to listen to it? Yeah. I mean, for me. <laughs> Let's give it a second. is pumping his fist and mouthing along. I understand why it's a hit. There isn't a part of me that doesn't understand why that song is a hit. I still don't like that song. But the mechanics are there. The emotional the emotional context, the catchiness of it, how relatable it is. It's got it's got enough of that mid-tempo rock that it's ex- 
Do you think uh, these guys were trying to broaden their audience? Matt. Matt. Are you trying to tell us this time for a little broad talk? Don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's my been a while since my dick ain't been in a pussy. Oh you know, what I, mean? you know oh what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh, my. It's been a while. Oh, it's boy. been a while. It's been Thanks, a while. Aaron. Yeah, it's oh, been yeah. a while. Oh, boy. But it ain't too long after I put this song on. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. They get sad, start thinking about their dads. Next thing oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Thongs disintegrate. Oh, uh, done. Once again, disintegrating underpants. Something we're encountering a lot, apparently, between the three of us. Yeah, where are they? Missing. Missing. Put up, uh, put up on put the a, uh, Put that on a milk, milk carton. This dumb song. Oh, man. <laughs> fucking idiotic song. So this I told is a you, fine song. I told it's you guys fine. About, I told you guys about stained-online.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fan site, my understanding. But it might actually be Aaron Lewis. This is what they said Aaron Lewis said about this song. Tell me if you think it's true or not. It's just kind of an introspective song about realizing that it's been a while since a lot of things. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. It's been a while since I could say I was sorry. It's been a while since I could say that I wasn't addicted. It's been a while since I could say I love myself. It's kind of acknowledgement that it's been a while. That sounds right to me. Straight off at Aaron Lewis's dome. Right off the dome. Just uh, kind of been a while for a lot of stuff. Uh, hey, uh, Jonathan Davis, quick question for you. What's up? Hey, what's blind about? Uh, not being able to see. Oh, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Oh, shit. Fred Durst? Yo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> break stuff. Real uh-huh. quick. What's, what's break stuff about? Yeah. Um, about breaking stuff. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Danny at the Milk Bar. Oh. Danny at the Milk Bar. <laughs> Actually, every Limp Bizkit song is about Danny at the Milk Bar. <laughs> He's the significant other. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I don't like this song as much as I did in 2001. That was my first honest, true big surprise. I thought I was going to listen to this thing. And be transported. And be taken back. Because when we did Dysfunction... As I said on the show, I knew every word, and I did know every word to this. Mud album. shovel comes on, and you're like, mud shovel comes on, and I'm like, let's fucking go. I honestly, one of I have very few regrets about decisions I made from the show, but I sometimes think I've literally been in bed and been, should I have fought harder for mud shovel for the cannon? Have mm-hmm. I? Should I have pushed? I would have lost, but should I have fought harder? That is a thing that haunts me, but. It's been a while. I was, yeah, it's a power ballad. Right. I don't think it's that new metal, if I'll be honest with you. The the beginning, I, for some reason in my mind, I always thought it was very defined. It's kind of tentative and muted. It's not a strong. No. Core. It's sort of just it, like. It little, creeps. It's a creeps little strummy boy. Um, And I mean, part of it, I think, is that it was indeed oversaturated. Like, this thing was played everywhere. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. My friend Gerard's joke, it has not been a while since I've heard of it. It's been a while. While hacky, not incorrect. Mm-hmm. And the comments on songmeanings.com are just fucking heavy. Just heavy comments. Everyone is relating to the song. They feel very affected by it. Uh, there's 128 of them. Just to let you know the level of this. Um, only one that I thought was worth talking about. 
was from commenter blueboy31. I have to wonder, how does the radio actually fuck up a song? Yes, it becomes way overplayed. I agree. I have a solution, though. Get a CD player, MP3 player, etc., and don't listen to the radio. If this song was never commercialized, it would be a favorite by many, many people out there saying it sucks. It has become the new trend and the cool thing to do to bash bands slash songs for being commercialized. Yet you are doing what everyone else is doing. So does, doesn't that mean you are doing exactly what you are condemning? Come on, people. Have a mind of your own. If a song is good, it's good. If it's still, it's still art. And this was a very personal and meaningful song to Lewis. I am sure of that. So don't tear it down. I have been in the exact same position and know what it is like to continue to struggle with these kinds of challenges. And songs and art like this really can help a person. When you feel completely alone in this world, sometimes music can seem to be your best friend. Music, commercial or not, whatever you sheep want to call it, has literally saved my life multiple times. For that, I respect have respect for any song that is written by the artist performer themselves and is written from a real emotion. You can tell when a song is real. There's that little extra soul in the vocals that molds with the music to make the song that you can truly touch your soul. That is what music is about. It doesn't matter if it's overplayed or commercialized. You guys all talk about that shit. Well, I'll put my external HD music folder up to anyone who thinks they can name half the bands in there. Mm. See it for what it truly is, not what is cool to say. Think for yourself, people. Wow. Blue Boy 31, October 22nd, 2008. You, Blowing minds, exposing Blowing HD minds. folders. <laughs> Christina 10 on April 10th, 2018 said, well said. There it is. There it is. All right. Let's move it. Up next, we got change. I knew you wouldn't like this part, Matt. Sorry, I knew you wouldn't like this, Matt. <laughs> Period. Take that, lateralis. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Tool Town. I know the pieces fit. Jenny. Thoughts on change? Not for me. Not for me. Uh, I just uh, I just can't get with these vocals. I can't get with the mood of this album. It ain't for me. Mm. I'll say that. What do you think? Um, I wrote hot, immediately chilled, which is a stained maneuver. That is, I think I didn't mind at the time, and now is is like a ah, stained. Why are they doing this to me? Help me help you. Be hotter longer, it'd be fine. 
But they lean into this. Each album is subsequently chilled. They're sad. They're sad. They're sad boys. Yeah. Very tool chorus. Very tool town. It does have a screamy bridge. I wrote, I'm okay with this, but I do wish it consistently rocked more. Matt and Oz? Buddy, when I hear this, I want to turn it off. (laughs) And the reason why I want to turn it off is because it doesn't hit me. But if this show has taught me anything, is just because it doesn't hit me doesn't mean it hits somebody else. And songmeanings.com proves that time and time and again. But I'm, I just try to think, what is in my catalog? Yeah. What's my stained? You know what I mean? What's my sad saccharoo record that when other people, there's people who love it, but there's other people when I play it for them, they're like, this is absolute garbage. What would you say is the album in your, or the band in your, both of yours repertoire that you know that when it was super popular and you were really into it, there were people thinking what you thought, Jenny, this is fucking bullshit. And people that like this fucking suck. What do you think is your, but I'm talking like your big out, al- like a big album, if it's possible. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's possible for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there were like multiple, like I, I was really into Smash by The Offspring. Okay. That's not sad, but I would imagine that people who were actually into like punk, punk music <laughs> were like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yeah, this is sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm certain there were others. I'm trying to think of what they were. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, it's funny when I played... Even something like as ubiquitous as Nirvana for somebody who liked classic rock. And they were like, hate this. Hate the vocalist. That's why it's so fucking good. I know that's why it's so fucking good. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, it different strokes for different folks, different tastes. Obviously, this Jenny and I are on the hate it camp, but I always try to find a a touchstone or something that I could be like, but I loved this and people hate it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, sorry, Jenny, maybe that's rush. Oh so, yeah. I know. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Lots of stuff. I like people hate. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. care. Uh, Cause they're stupid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I think of like, if I think of sad sack stuff, I think of like, I don't know. I had a, I had a Bonnie Prince, Billy phase. That's oh one. shit! Okay, yeah. that's one that would be very easy to hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I something that I do hate, but I think that like other people really love that I don't like Joanna Newsom. Oh yeah, one. shit. Yeah, but I I know. I mean, if you love Stained and this like means something to you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I loved the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, get out of your own basement. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I yeah. loved them. Yeah. yeah. And oh, they yeah. had a lot of sad sack songs. And my brother was just like, you like this? Oh, that's cool. So how's being a virgin forever going? <laughs> yeah. Those dudes are bare naked ladies. Still virgins. Still all of them. All <laughs> Every of single one. That's why they called it that. They're like, maybe some will show up. That's like, that's not how that's it works. That's why that one started to do cocaine. He was going crazy. He was going nuts. Um, 
songmeanings.com. Uh, one comment from Big Fred said, To me, it means money, fame. Can't erase your true colors. Band-aids don't work on scars of the heart. And while you fool yourself into believing you change, the mountain is still in front of you. Dang. Big Big Fred. Big Fred with the big emotions. Um, And uh, over on stain-online.com, Aaron Lewis said, change is about trying to deal with what's going on in my life. Okay. Fuck off. There's no way. I think he wrote that. I think it's true. It sounds like a thing that someone would say about something you spent a lot of time on. <laughs> I will say these lyrics. Um, yeah. It's not. It's very like simple. Mm-hmm. It's kind of vague. Very simple. It's no wonder that people could relate to this because it's all just You could like, put whatever you wanted yeah. on these lyrics. Paint them yourself. I mean, these song titles. Open your eyes. Pressure. Could be about anything. Fade. Anything. It's been a while. Sure change something that happens all the time the next one which we can get can't into believe. can't believe okay you did that to me i can't believe it yeah you know what i can't believe this riff can't fucking believe it also this dot this song might be the only song on the album does a bit of a change here well, first it slows it down because they got to cool it down a little bit. But then, bring it up, Matt. He's screaming. Is he screaming into a megaphone that's not pointed at the mic? I think Josh was like, this is a little too loud for the rest of this album. We're going to bring it down a little bit. Or he was like, Andy Wallace, please take care of this in the mix. Yeah, for some reason, yeah. I mean, he's clearly screaming at full volume, but then they just they just touched him down a little bit. These lyrics are trash. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> These lyrics are trash. Respect. Respect what is found. Respect should abound. Respect everything that you leave. I can't believe, can't believe, and I I can't believe. I can't believe that I'm reading this. These are trash lyrics. Through the liner notes. Up in the air. I can't believe all the travesty surrounding me, and I want to flee lyrics and also how I'm feeling. I can't believe that this is a hot-selling album and they made all that money off of it. Yeah, well... Three Rolexes, not four. Johnny April didn't get one. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, um, am I on time? Um, Hey, Aaron, check your Rolex. (laughs) (laughs) I just... I just I don't uh, have I don't have a, I don't have a watch. Uh, well, let me check mine. Mike, Aaron, guys, why didn't you invite me? I play bass in this band, uh-huh. but you don't play golf like the rest of us. Uh, hey, Mike was at the mall. Yeah, but I had a cell phone in uh, Cell phone. That's what I need to get. I'm Johnny April. I don't have a watch or a cell phone. That's sad. Yeah. Mm, can't oh. believe yet. Johnny's still in the band. Mike Wysocki no longer in the band. Sold his Rolex. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, probably. You got rid of your Rolex? Uh, GTFO out of stained. That's right. And then they were like, Johnny, and he's like, I didn't have one to begin with. Jinx. And they're like, we can't kick him out. He didn't have, he got us. 
it all came around for you. And then there, and then, and then, and then what happened was he's like, we're going to put the band on hiatus for a few years. There's a lot. There's a lot people don't understand about what it feels like to be in stained. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is a sturdy riff. The drums are almost funky, which is notable. Uh, muted screams. We do go to Tool Town for the chorus. Does have the line, fuck everything that you think I should be. Do you have some light chainsing going on? I like this one. Jenny, you and I, we both listened to this album three times. Mm-hmm. First listen on my car, the song came on. I was like, fuck, yes, that's what I'm talking about. The old feeling's back. Second listen, I was like, his screams could be louder. Third listen, I'm like, yeah, I wish his screams were louder. But I still like this one. I think sequencing wise, this is this is the time to bring it's where it should on. be. It's yeah. where it should be. It's better than the other songs that I hated on this. There record. you go. There's an endorsement. Ooh, what did Aaron Lewis on stain-online.com say about this one? Can't believe is a reply to the blatant disrespect for human beings that I see every night at our shows. It's like fucking Lord of the Flies sometimes. Ooh, I see. I didn't read this. I'm sorry. I didn't read this in advance. I see little 12, 13-year-old girls basically getting raped on top of the crowd, getting their clothes torn off them, clutching themselves. Jesus Christ, Aaron. Just terrible, terrible shit that I see. Just blatant disrespect of the people around you. Disrespect is seems light. Uh, you know it's somebody's little sister, just somebody's daughter. Where the fuck did you come up with the idea that you think it's okay to do just that because you're at a concert? It goes to show that the most important job in the whole world, which is being a parent, has been completely forgotten about. People have forgotten how to be parents. That's like the <laughs> beginning of the end. You wait. If shit doesn't change, you wait and see what it's like in 20 years. Uh, well, it's been about 20 years. It's been about 20 years. And Donald Trump is president. <laughs> Aaron Lewis was correct. We all should have played more attention to can't, can't believe. Is, can't believe. I can't believe that Donald Trump would ever be president. That's what the song's about. Can't believe. Also, I don't know if parenting is a the problem that is. Well, maybe I'm sure it's all linked but i think the problem is the people grabbing the young women right anyway this is what your shitty music does so maybe you should have quit oh is that something you'd call an epiphany Epiphany. (laughs) yeah baby oh hey prowlar been waiting to show up prowlar are you uh at all a stain fan? Or no, man. Aaron Lewis is a douche. Oh, Do you know him? You know him? Yeah, me and him. Uh, I was with Westmoreland at an airport in oh, Florida. Oh, boy. Are oh, you friends with Wes? Oh, friends with Oh, no. I was just living in a suitcase. Oh, oh sure. That makes yeah, sense. I mean, he does not talk to me at no. all. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Aaron was like, don't forget where you came from. And Wes was all like... <laughs> What are you talking about, man? And you, you've never forgotten where you're from because you're from, yeah, the, from bushes. the bushes outside of Jenny's <laughs> yeah. house. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I understand that you are leaving where you are. You, you can come. We got bushes at the other house. Yeah, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, Prowler lives to prowl another day. <laughs> I prowl again. Prowling's my life. <laughs> my throat's getting super raspy. One second. Hey, how much pain do you think this guy's in? Not an, as much pain as I'm in listening to his music. Oh. <laughs> you need a, I mean, we don't have a soundboard, but you might need an air horn for shit like yeah, that. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, oh gotcha, <laughs> Roach oh. Coach listeners. Oh, yeah. oh boy. 
Um, so a little peek behind the curtain for Roach Coast listeners, for Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. I uh, will send emails to Jenny with links to music videos to check out for the show. And Jenny, you said, you know, your 2019 resolution is to watch some more videos, you know, I've for the show. I've been living up to my resolution. You have been living up to it. So uh, I said to Jenny before we started recording, I said, hey, did I send you an email with any of these videos? And you said, if you did, I didn't see them. I, so, I ignored it I, like uh, yeah. an email that I get from the Democratic Party. And so I... <laughs> Straight uh, archive. So I, uh, I had sent the email with the headline, Billy Zane and Ghosts. Didn't even mention Stain. I knew it was a trap of some kind. And so she didn't even click on it, but it is true. The music video for this song features Billy Zane in a old-fashioned stagecoach. And he is uh, riding. He's dressed in a top hat and tail, tails. And uh, he suddenly. <laughs> I su- wish he had a tail. I would have watched <laughs> it. Yeah, I should have mentioned. He's got a tail. <laughs> and Billy Zane all of a sudden looks out the window of his stagecoach and he's like, driver, stop. <laughs> you know, you don't hear him talk at all. It's, he's, it's, you only hear the song. And the driver stops and Billy Zane gets out and he sees a, a glowing white flower on the ground and he picks it up and that leads him into the forest where he is greeted by many ghosts, children and adults, but also Billy Zane's deceased bride. Oh, RIP. And Mrs. Zane. And what's funny is that if this music video had just been Billy Zane seeing ghosts. Okay. But it is intercut with Aaron Lewis playing the song on acoustic guitar. In the rain, they cut to him with the the line. It's always raining in my head. He's he's it's raining on him. That's good. And uh, but then also shots of him, basically very close to the camera, and behind him three out of focus people that <laughs> you learn late in is the rest of Stained. And uh, it is kind of jarring because Billy Zane is dressed up very old fashioned top hat. Every all the ghosts are also dressed period specific, and then everybody in Stained is dressed. Like members of Stained. Yeah, black t-shirt, jeans, Jenkos. Is yeah. it like a, a nod to Titanic or what? I don't know. Fredgers directed the video. And truly, I believe he got Billy Zane because they both met on Zoolander. Wow. And I think he was like, Hey. Hey buddy. I need you for this stain video. You're gonna get to you're gonna get to emote like crazy. Don't worry about it. You don't have to, it's not a performance thing. But I have to say, I've enjoyed a lot of Fred directed videos. Break Stuff is a classic. The decision to cut to Aaron Lewis literally playing in the rain on the lyric, it's always raining in my head. That's so on the nose that it might as well be in the nose. Like, it's (laughs) too much. It's a walking nose. I was like, I'm not a note giver, but I... I would have given the note. Yeah, what is this? Double dare? Mark <laughs> right? Saunders digging in the giant nose <laughs> for a flag? Right? You found the flag. Now go down the slime slide. But I mean... Jenny, thoughts and epiphany? Um, I hated this song. And I don't want to listen to it ever again. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. This just is something that is just so not for me. And whoever this is for... That's fine because whatever is for me, I'm certain is so not for them. Right. Uh, I'm just not 
in the mood to be generous <laughs> about it. But mm-hmm. I but I also know that there's better sad sack music. So it's like listen to something really sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of have that too. This is though this is like something that makes me have to like check myself a little bit that like somebody who is like saddened by this doesn't really know what it means to be sad or something like that. Right. It's just sort of me being a when dick. all emotions that a person has are valid. Yeah. Everybody has a, a wide range of feelings. And just because they like music that I think is trash doesn't mean that they don't have a full and rich life experience. Uh, but I hate stained too. So what an epiphany. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. What an epiphany. Uh, um. Anything else, boys? Um, I mean, I wrote. I honestly, I didn't. I didn't mind this one. Um, the fact that it was just a consistent slow boy without any attempt Ooh. to just be a rocker, I was like, that's fine. And also, it was interesting is that the drum beat on it is almost like a drum machine, and it did remind me a little bit of Teenager on White Pony, hmm. which I thought was not something that I thought. I did not think I was going to find any Deftones connection on this one. Um, Everyone in songmeetings.com thinks it's about depression or ADD. And over on Stain-Online, he said, who cares? I don't know. I'm not going to read it. Uh, Let's go to the next one. All right. Up next, we've got Suffer. (laughs) Charles Mansion. <laughs> Charles Mansion. Holy Charles shit! Charles Mansion. Whoa, are you? Whoa. you on break? No, I'm back. Oh, it's been a year. You haven't heard from me. Yeah, I heard you got super grounded. I got super grounded because all of my songs had curse words in them, and my mom didn't like them. And I'm 15 years old. But but Charles, I mean, like that's what we want to hear. That's what the fans want to hear. I understand that, but Aaron Lewis is now my spirit animal. Oh fuck! Whoa, Charles. Charles, you're stain, you're stain boy. Yeah, I'm I'm a stain boy now. So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna drop a real hot ditty. By the way, <laughs> my, my my mix with the Necromaster is still coming and happening. You just will never know when that Joker card is gonna drop. I'm calling it a Joker's card. It's not, but I don't know what else to call it. I, I be don't. confident. Charles, be confident. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I have not been doing good. Okay. <laughs> My grades are terrible. I've been to a ram's horn lately. The waitress just <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's a real That's rough. Side. That's rough. I've been to we're gonna turn this song off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're much of a stain boy, Charles, if you just turned off suffer. It sounds like you have been suffering. It does. I've been suffering through the stained album in me. <laughs> Yeah, and me too, bud. Me and Aaron Lewis. I mean, I don't know if we're homeboys, but at one point I, I saw him and he was the real motherfucking deal. Y'all don't tell my mom. I said that, please. I won't tell your mom shit. OK, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're not going to rat on you. Anyway. um, Yeah, there you go. OK. OK. Oh, he new, just he just. Whoa. New music. 2019. Oh. Charles Manchin. OK, Charles. OK. Well, wow. Everybody's showing up. People, I, d- I didn't think anybody was going to show up for the stand-up. No, but everybody's here. Everybody's here. It's almost as all. <laughs> it's almost like we need a reason to talk over the song. <laughs> it's almost so, as though. So we just don't continually make fun of the music. I know. I know that I shouldn't be so mean, but also I'm going to give this a woof and a half. Woof. 
suffer. No thanks. Once again, Aaron Lewis. You can't believe Trump got elected. What's this song about? It's about Fox News. The fellow television's feeding you what you want to hear. Anger and fear because you suffer. In your mind. There yeah. it is. There it is. All this stuff. Uh, all these songs. I believe that they're very genuine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Aaron Lewis is wrong in what he's writing. Uh, I think he makes some decent points. I think that a lot of what he writes songs about is very relatable. Um, I think that there are probably like a large population of people who don't feel super comfortable recognizing those feelings or copying to them and then delivered by this band in this package and being so popular, it makes it feel okay. Because I think a lot of this is like, there's a reason that outside of just not liking the music, a lot of music that's super sad sack is like indie or considered like music for like women or something. Mm, women. Women. Fuck them. But like, I, I wonder if like, is this an album that's just like, does it make it okay for like an average American or I guess international dude. Holy shit. Does it make it okay for you to feel sad and like depressed and like uncertain? Is that where this popularity is from? Because they've got a cosign from from Fred. Right. Who's the I mean, for lack of a better term, spokesman for the party boy. That's right. The guys who like to have good times get a little loose, a little reckless. Yeah. Well, he's always said, and we haven't gotten to it yet, but he did outside on the Family Values Tour. He's like, it's an acoustic track. It's just me emoting. I don't know how this Family Values audience is going to react to that. Fred's like, I'll come out with you. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let him know. That's the real, real motherfucking, motherfucking deal. deal. And everyone's like, yeah, what do we do? Get the lighters up. Okay. And that was that. Then Yeah. And then people were like, okay, I'm relating to this in a way. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, they're kind of saying, I mean, yeah, with corn, corn is kind of like we're a bunch of freaks and weirdos, whatever. But there is going through this, once again, this Rolling Stone article, the other guys in Stained are pretty normal. The Mike Moshak is like, yeah, I'm a normal guy. I had a good childhood. Yep. Like to play guitar. Went to college. No big deal. <laughs> Devoted golfers. Devoted golfers. Construction workers. Three out of four Rolex owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we start a GoFundMe to get Johnny April a Rolex? No. Johnny April <laughs> is fucking fine. He is fine. Uh, are we ready for the next one? I'm ready. Warm. <laughs> This actually, this next song title kind of really super duper confirms what I just thought. It's called Warm Safe Place. Like a pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not my. My pussy's dangerous. And it's cold as fuck. <laughs> Nobody's getting into this trap. No way. It's like that rock that man climbed in that documentary. <laughs> If you don't know where to hold, you're going to fall and die. <laughs> no one's coming for you. My pussy's like Al Capitan. Yeah. 
My pussy's a K too. Giant. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna fall to your death in my pussy. Have you ever seen the descent? <laughs> yes, oh my god. Me too. So, do you want to mention, so on the original CD, which, Matt, you've been paging through, uh, it was originally called Safe Place, but has now, for some reason, on streaming services, been changed to Warm Safe Place. On songmeanings.com, surfy underscore chick said, yeah, the lyrics are really powerful, and no matter how much I hear it, I can never get enough, but it's the same with the whole album. I can't get enough, and I haven't heard one of their songs that I haven't been able to relate to. What I'm saying is, all caps, too much stained is never enough. June 10th, 2002. Mm. <sighs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wowie, wee, wow. The big surprise for me on this song, this song is both a sequel and a remake at the exact same time. Really? It's like 300 part two. Remember that? What was this? Rise, oh, yeah, yeah, Rise yeah. of the, the Empire? Rise of the, Rise of the Empire. 300 Rise of the Empire, for those who haven't seen it. Because I assume everybody's seen 300. Not me. You haven't seen 300? No. Okay. Uh, movie 300, basically, it's based on a comic book. It's, it's a bunch Church, of dudes. bunch of dudes fighting. Yeah. yeah uh, Romans, Trojans. Romans. Whoever they are. It, it's Romans. Romans. Oh. Kanye's whole reference in on Yeezus screws up. And makes you think it's Trojans, but it's not Trojans. Or it's the Spartans. Spartans. That's it. 300 Spartans. They go. They fight a bunch of other guys. They They're all fighting die. the Persians. They fight in the Persians. There's 300 of them. There's tons of Persians, but somehow they managed to hold them off for a long period of time. And it was really because they had bronze and the other people didn't really have weapons of. Yeah. Classic bronze. Classic bronze. So 300 Rise of the Empire is both a prequel, a sequel, and a remake at the exact same time. It takes place before it. And then it takes place during it. So they recreate some stuff. And then it takes place after it. All in the same movie. It's quite a movie. It's actually better than 300. Not that everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that. Yeah. There's a scene where they, a horse steps on a guy's face. It's fucking sweet. Anyway. Wow. So, Warm Safe Place. It's a sequel to Home. Off of Dysfunction. What? But it's also just Home rewritten. It's almost the same form not as good. So it's not exactly 300 Rise of an Empire, which I think is better. But it is. It's a sequel to Home because we're talking about a lot of the same, lot of the same things. You know, being away from your significant other for long periods of time and you're on the road. Wish you could be back. 
in that warm, safe place. Right. And then I went to stain-online.com, which is where I go for everything stained. And I want to know what Aaron Lewis really meant. And what did he say? He said, my song to my wife. Here we go. There you have it. All right. Well, I guess I guess let's find out who this next song is for. It's called For You. Me? <laughs> it's for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe it's not to me. Oh, oh maybe. Ronan wrote your song. Oh. Okay, it's to me. I find these choruses to be, although they're not my favorite, undeniable in a way. Like, I understand the appeal of this hook. It is catchy in a way that Western music, when you arrange it in a certain way, will always be catchy, even if you don't like it. I like to think they finished this song. It was produced. Andy Wallace mixed it up. They sent it to the label. Over the label, you got Fred and DJ Lethal sitting there, sitting there with, I'm sure, Jordan Sure, Haven't checked it, but I'm sure he's another guy around in the mix at the time. And they heard this song, and they all went, money in the bank. And then they danced around the room. And again, this is money in the bank. This Another reason to get angry at Stained is... <laughs> They give me another reason. Another give Jenny reason, another reason. Another reason to get angry is at stained is again these lyrics are so vague. They apply to everything. To my mother, to my father, mm-hmm. it's your son, or <laughs> or it's your daughter. Or or someone that you used to work with. Mm. Are my screams loud enough for you to hear me? Or so let me just say that I think it's part of the universal life experience for a child to think that their parent isn't hearing them. Or as a person to feel like another person isn't hearing them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most universal. Like, have you ever felt misunderstood? Mm. Have you ever gone over to a friend's house and the food just ain't no good? I then make them listen to For You by Stained and say, this song applies to this situation right now. Oh, Well, I'll tell you what. Somebody who felt this very much is a commenter on songmeanings.com named Ronnie Long. I'm assuming because he says the first line of this is, this is my bloody theme song. I think he's British. I think so, too. And I'd like to read this song with my best British accent. Oh, please. Yes. Ooh, which is a bad. All right. It's not good. This song is my bloody theme song. I wish I could just get my mom to listen for once in 16 years to what I'm actually saying. She never listens to what I'm truly saying. She always assumes that I'm going to make the wrong choices about my friends, girlfriend, jobs, dreams, everything. She never trusts me and I haven't done anything to break her trust ever. She just doesn't trust me, I guess, because of my musical choices. Stained is my all-time favorite band. She still thinks I need to listen to good old Christian music. Bull. 
Stay makes me feel good. And as long as it keeps me off drugs, I'm sticking with it. Anybody with me? Giles. <laughs> Way in. This is a shout out to you, Giles. This is a, a shout out to uh, James Kennedy and Vanderpump Rules. Wow. Uh, wow. Well done. Jenny, well done. Uh, in my world, you nailed it. You thanks, nailed it. Thanks. That's a... Probably not a good British accent, but that's the best one I've got. It's a real powerhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, all my improv characters from here on out. I will say that this song was not so much when the album came out, but when the video dropped. I remember seeing the video. The video was very slick. It's a Nigel Dick directed, directed video. If you know him, he's, he's oh, yeah. a go-to, very slick director. And it's all a bunch of kids literally listening to the song on headphones and yelling the lyrics of their parents who are not paying attention, who are there not it is. listening. Mm. And it was one of those things where at the, at the point in which this single dropped and I wanted, I want to be do my due diligence on when the single dropped, it dropped December 25th, 2001. Mm, Merry okay. Merry Christmas. What a song to drop on Christmas. And uh, your opening presents, and it's like, Mom, you didn't fucking listen to me. I didn't ask for socks. I asked for fucking Grand Theft Auto 3. That's true. What am I going to do with these socks? You're my mother. To my father. Pay attention to my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. It's on Etsy. <laughs> I put links to all these online relators. <laughs> wow. And I have to mention, I would people would be upset if I did not mention this commenter. Mosh professional. Mosh professional. Mm-hmm. Get in the pit. Oh man. LLC. This song has so mush meaning. I think they so meant mosh meaning. I think they meant much meaning, but maybe they meant mosh meaning. Trying to say that death ain't the way out, but the option for the weak, more or less. More or less. A genius came up with these lyrics. No. Oh, no. I love the effect of the parents trying to convince themselves it was the music. Just because I listen to suicidal music doesn't mean I'm going to kill myself, mom. Fucking bitch. Is that what it says? That's what it says. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. But buried in there, he does say that a genius came up with these lyrics. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Aaron Lewis has been submitted for the genius list. Jenny, Matt. No. No. All right. Let me write that down. Okay. Aaron Lewis denied entry to genius. I'm sorry, Aaron. I don't see you on the list. I'm on the outside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A perfect segue up next is outside. I think it's funny. Scooter denied from the genius list, and now Aaron right there beside him. Sorry. Not sorry. I cannot stress the level of like jokey, not jokey eye contact during this episode. I feel. <laughs> Thanks for driving all this way, Lauren. You were coming up here. Anyway. <laughs> I was coming here anyway. <laughs> I was literally like, shut up. You didn't come here just for this. Mm-hmm. And if you did, then I would be sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so I mean, we know this. We know this one. I think that, well, the song's a real motherfucking deal. It's dude. a real motherfucking deal. I wrote that in my notes. I'm gonna be honest. Time has been kinder to this song than I expected. I came out of this album. It's been a while. Mm, okay, but outside, I think this thing still works. Let's I hear think, this course. Let's hear this course. All right, let's. I think once again, we gotta say it. They're broadening their audience. Yep. They're broadening it. They're broadening it. Oh, they're they real broad. Real, real broad. broad. Hey, you're outside. Why don't you come inside? Yeah. You know, Dave so doesn't So I can talk. get all up in them insides of you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I ain't afraid of your true colors. If you're right. on your period, that <laughs> don't bother me <laughs> at all. That don't bother me at all. <laughs> we'll do this. Oh, man, I'm catching up on uh, yeah, Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's Jesus. have it happen. Let's have oh. another Red Wedding in here. Hey, <laughs> hey, don't touch my ring finger, though. Hey, uh, barbecue sauce. Let's oh, go. Boy. Let's do that. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Going to have to go to the dry cleaners. <laughs> Uh, just uh yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it is such a it's a power ballad it's a classic power ballad i'm holding you to that classic i think it's a it classic. is it is i'm not going to deny the power of this song i've always hated po- power ballads but if i put on a power ballad my wife is going to be like you know don't you close your eyes or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. choose one choose know. one I just feel like maybe just because it's been a while is the one that sort of was oversaturated and everything. I don't know. Outside, I feel like this one still works. I feel like if outside, if it, if if it's been a while came out at a bar, I think everyone would be like, oh, this fucking song. Ah, oh, Jesus. But if you had somebody who could sing, sing outside. But if outside, I think, I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's real good. Um, I think it's real good, Jenny. Mm. Jenny. Um, <laughs> I don't like outside. <laughs> I don't think it's a very good song. Um, I don't want to listen to it ever again. <laughs> I really don't like outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, little girl. It's I didn't, okay. Uh, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. It's sorry. okay. I can't go outside. <laughs> you can't go outside because no. you're so little. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Lewis stands outside my house. <laughs> oh, God. He's very sad. He's so sad. He's so I'm sad. afraid. <laughs> well, he's always bringing his arms into his chest into a prayer pose. Yeah. 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 Plus, he's, he's like, you know, he says when he sings that it's raining, it actually rains. Yeah, he turned into a bunch of clothes. <laughs> he did. That's true. <laughs> Alan Lewis is Kelly. He's scary. scary. I have to go to bed. Okay, good night. Good night. No, no. That was my illegitimate daughter. (laughs) I don't know how I have an illegitimate (laughs) daughter. Yeah, I don't know how that worked out for you. Uh, Scooped her up. There it is. It's it's a fine song. It is exactly what it's supposed to be. I get why people like it. Totally. But I don't like it. Um, Waste? Lauren, do you have more? Oh, I do need to read this one. Uh, Stained-online.com. Aaron Lewis says about Outside, I still don't know what Outside is about. Definitely from Aaron Lewis. <laughs> Definitely a thing he really said. Matt, don't fall out of your chair. We've got two songs to go. 
I feel like we've been doing this for seven hours. We've been doing doing this for a long time. We've been doing this episode. We started recording this episode in January. (laughs) It's now May. Yeah. And we're almost done. All right. Up next, we've got Waste. Did somebody order something mid tempo? <laughs> Whoa, well, mid tempo can. Mid tempo can. <laughs> wow, somebody. <laughs> Girl, I guess I'm, the economy. Hey man, I'm grasping at straws, baby. <laughs> the, the economy has really gone badly for you, Ken. <laughs> Look, man, and nobody wants anything any funky. They don't want the funky stuff. If I could give you a note, it's that maybe you should just go away for a while. Where no one can find you. <laughs> and that'd be great. Hey, man. I disagree, Mid-Tempo Ken. Uh, mid-Tempo Ken. <laughs> Put a different horse, a different horse on a hat? What am I saying? But these uh, words. They can't, they can't, yeah, that's right. I could get you a cricket wireless phone from a store. Okay. What are these? Okay, Jenny, you are cutting mid-tempo Ken way too much slack. Funky Ken, for whatever my problems with him, was offering legitimate deals. <laughs> That's true. He can go to a cricket. You could go to a cricket store. Don't fall for this. You're stronger mid-tempo than this. Mid-tempo Ken is running. This is like ordering shipped because I can't. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. Are you straight up shipping it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck going to the grocery store. Wow. Crazy. Have Josh H. text me if he can't find the asparagus I'm looking for. <laughs> we'll work out a substitute together. That's a deep shipped joke. That is a deep. <laughs> if you haven't deep... used shipped, send me a message. I've got codes. Oh, wow. I've got codes. Jenny's all about shipped. She's um, got codes in different area codes. So not That's to right. get super heavy on you guys, but apparently Waste is about a kid that killed himself. And this is from uh, from Aaron on Stain-Online.com. Uh, Waste is about a kid that killed himself and I guess was a big fan of Stained. I guess. Okay. His mother came to a show of ours and stood outside the bus crying, kind of wanting me to come off the bus and talk to her and give her answers to all the questions she had when I didn't know the kid. It's kind of my reply to the completely uncomfortable situation that I was put into. I mean, it's it's a sad song. This story is also retold in the Rolling Stone article. believe it is true. He, the, I guess is in there because the kid did kill himself and he had stained tickets, so the assumption was that he was a stained fan. I get the sentiment on a pure structural song level. This song is kind of redundant on this album. At 13 tracks, it's way too long anyway. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was going to ask you how respectful of our time is this record. Oh, this record comes in at a cool 50 minutes and 49 seconds. Mm. It's mm. us. Who are not being respectful? Oh no, we are dragging our feet. Yeah, but I, I this was one that um, I mean, even you know, back in the day when I was listening. I mean, by the time I got to this one, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty I'm much, good. I'm pretty much. I mean, outside truly probably should be the last song in the album. I agree. Agreed. So I agree. I agree. Everyone agrees. Everyone, Everyone agrees. agrees in their own way. <laughs> Everybody agrees. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Don't don't judge somebody's agreeance. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't go chasing greed. Oh, man, don't do it. All right. We got one song left. That's right. And it's called Take It. Take It. <laughs> We got Tool Town. If you go to, you don't have to, but at two thirteen, it gets a little <laughs> system, a little, a little system, a little tool. Two thirteen. <laughs> I like these wizard hands. Oh yeah, Lauren's the wizard hands. Doing. This is the jauntiest stain song. I think this might be my favorite one on this record. Whoa. It, at least it does something. Right. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> it's a, it will uh, also, it's a, it's a quote, get out there and achieve your goals kind of song <laughs> lyrically. I love that. You know, take it. You see something you want out there? Take it. Take it. Go out there and be the best you that you can be. That's right. Over at stain-online.com. I'm so sad that there aren't more websites like this for all the bands we do, filled with non-attributed quotes from members of the band that could totally be false. This is what Aaron Lewis apparently said about this song. Take it. <laughs> Take it is like the final song on the record. No like, no, like? Like, no like about it. It literally is, Aaron. <laughs> Don't be so hesitant. The chorus to take it is everything that I can say to you won't help you. Everything you need is right in front of you. Just take it. It's kind of like my last attempt to say that I'm no different than you. Everything is right there in front of you and you just have to take it. <laughs> I don't know if he really said that. It's like the last song on the album. Hey, it's like the last song on the album. Everything's in front of you. Take it. Take it. It's like I say on the song, which I will now quote and then repeat again. Out of quotation. It's all in front of you. I like this one, too. Uh, I, it's interesting that it's the last song. I mean, I guess thematically, if we've been in a very dark place for much of the album, we're ending on a relative up bright spot. And, and also, we haven't talked about it. This album's called Break the Cycle. Oh, shit. Mm. Here we are. You know how you can break that cycle? Jenny, you know how you can break that cycle? Yeah. Take it. Oh. I thought I was supposed to break it. No, take it. No, take it. Oh. So it's take the cycle. Take the cycle. Break oh, it. Shit. Take the cycle. You break the cycle by taking the cycle. So no one can break it. 
No, wait, no, I lost it. I had it and I lost it. <laughs> and then a surprise to all of us. That's the album. <laughs> that is the album. <sighs> it's now our favorite part of the show. talk. This is when I'm going to ask Jenny. Jenny's about, I have this feeling, Matt. Okay. If you and me can just talk for a second. Yeah, I'm just going to, it's just you and me, bro. I have a feeling. I think Jenny might surprise us with this. I think this. I think a twist is coming. I think a twist is coming. I think a twist is coming. A twist. I think there's gonna be a twist. Boom, rock, that or another. All right. Okay. Thanks. Good chat. Good chat. All right. Jenny. Hey. 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 Hi. Matt and I were just talking. No, I. Yeah, I was wondering where you went. Okay. Um, we'll start with you. Can sure. I talk. I think we should put the whole first corn album in the can. <laughs> saw that coming someone <laughs> just crashed their car Corn. sorry self-titled in <laughs> full oh my god in the canon. uh i i wouldn't put any of this in the canon the songs that i think are um classic in their way to me don't really come across as new metal i really actually don't think that this is a very new metal album overall um, the first couple songs, sure, and there are like little bits here and there, but uh, all, all the way through, I don't really think this is super new metal. I wouldn't put anything in, um, but I'm very curious to hear what you have to say, Lauren. This album was better than I feared. This is for my notes. Better than I feared. I was fearful. <laughs> I was of fearful. it being good. I was feared. I I was fearful that it would be really, really bad. Oh, like it I was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished. Wait, hold on. Are we Which album did you listen to? Because we listened to Break the Cycle by hey, Stained. Listen, listen. Was this album as bad as Videodrone? No, it wasn't. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Was this... Oh, you guys need to go back and fucking listen to the fucking Videodrone, all right? Was this album... Here's the thing. This album was way better than fucking Dead Z. All right? Those are my two, like, bottom, bottom... I don't know. I'd rather hear Keys to Gramercy Park. Yeah. Same. You motherfuckers. That's okay. <laughs> you mother you motherfuckers. Ah, oh, man. Uh, but I, uh, going back to my notes, I didn't have that in my notes. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Stained uh, really shored up their style the here. The boys did it again. They, na- they did it again. They nailed writing hooks and made very relatable music. I wish it embraced the heavy more. Has moments, but no all-timers, although I do think Outside is an all-timer, but I do agree with Jenny that it is not very new metal. Um, but making a new metal power ballad, that is, it's a tough, uh, and how do you, you know, maybe Corn's probably got one that we just haven't hit yet. But, uh, see, I didn't have anything in the canon, but, you know, this is fine. I do know um, this is definitely this album is better consumed for me, someone who was used to be a mega stain fan. Uh, listening to this album in a car, I at a certain point I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. But listening on headphones, I was like, okay, sure, yeah, mm. that's fine. So yeah, um, Matt and Oz. Yeah, I'm. I think we've we've talked a lot of shit on Stained, have we? Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm just getting started. <laughs> oh, she's going to get warmed up. I, I think it is very obvious that this is not for Jenny or myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that it hit you, Lauren, right in a sweet spot of your life. Mm-hmm. That upon revisiting, you were like, I'm not as 
this isn't as necessary to my life now as it was then. And there's better songs by Stained. And there's better, like, if I could cut some of this and cut some of that first uh, Stained record, I would probably have all the Stained I would ever need. Probably. Um, the album is convincingly not new metal. I when it when um, open your eyes started, I was like, "Holy crap! Here we go, new metal!" And then they just drop it straight into um, post grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, outside is as close to a new metal power ballad as I think we could ever come to. And it's been a while. Again, I mean, there are a bunch of sad sack songs on here. I don't think anything goes in. Obviously, I don't like it, but <laughs> I don't like the record. I don't like. I the, love I, you, Matt. I don't like the record, but I'm trying to relate to the people who do, which is sure. you, Lauren, which is me, um, and say you've been seen. Thank you. You've been heard, and not today. Okay, I'll accept that, Matt. After we record, do you wanna do you wanna go get some? Uh, do you wanna get like just Rolexes together? You know what? This podcast has been so successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we have twenty dollars to oh, buy Rolexes. That's it. Wow. So I don't I'm I'm the I'm the bass player here. I don't get a Rolex. Jenny, you've said some wild shit tonight. I, I meant you get a Rolex. You I get meant, a Rolex. I meant every word I said. Please look for my other podcast <laughs> called Shit Stain. It's about <laughs> talking shit, shit about stains. <laughs> you think this podcast is long. <laughs> Each one of my episodes, this is like a Dan Carlin hardcore history situation. <laughs> These are six hours long. And Holy it's shit. just me being like, <laughs> really I don't shitty like to stain. This. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> All right, Jenny, come with us to get Rolexes. All right. I, I have to say, though, I. I'm with Matt. Like, this is definitely not for me. I was very hard on it. I can see, I can see why it would appeal to somebody. It's just me. Somebody. <laughs> but if but if this helped you in any way, shape, or form, then fucking it's a great album for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. th- that's the thing I never want to take away from somebody. If there's somebody whose father told them that feelings are for pussies. And you can't, boys don't cry, and all that shit that goes along with it. And then you heard this, and you connected to it emotionally. I'm never, I can never take that away from you. you I completely agree. And I will always be wrong about this album for you. But for for me, I'm going to be on the other side of the fence where I just cry whenever I want to. Yeah, like... I was emotionally changed by whatever and ever amen. We were talking about Ben Folds yeah, earlier. Yeah. If somebody was like, Ben Folds is the honkiest honky of all Hong Kong ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck? I would be like, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. It doesn't change how I feel when I listen to many of the songs on exactly. that record. Yeah, but yeah. like, I think that I'm very harsh on things. So when people are really harsh on things that I like... I, I don't get mad because I'm like, I could not in good conscience be mad at somebody for being mean to something I like. Mm-hmm. Unless you fucking talk about Getty Lee. Don't you fucking talk about Getty. I'll kill you. Talk about Getty around Jenny. Man, no one's going to find the body. They won't find shit. It's going to be like Jimmy Hoffa. So true. What happened to that guy? Mm-hmm. I heard he said something about Getty and <laughs> that was it. He was like, I don't care for Rush. And then I killed him. It was before <laughs> I was even born. So Prove it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. That's, didn't that's... have fingerprints. Didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that a fetus isn't alive. Tell that to Jimmy Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> when I took his. Yeah. Ah! Four weeks long. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Stain, not in the new metal canon. Although they do have one song. We did induct the uh, Take a Bite Out of Rhyme. Right. Yeah, I do think yeah. we did. We did. We did. Which is a very unstained like song. But otherwise, uh, Stain Break the Cycle, not in the new metal canon. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that does bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Keep on giving us comments, liking the Facebook page. If you haven't already, that'd be great. We're creeping up on 600 likes, you guys. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Send us an email, roachcoastpodcast at gmail.com. Send your album recommendations. Tell us what band we haven't done yet that you're like, come on, motherfuckers, do this album. Let us know. Yeah. We respond decently well to threats. And please go to roachcoach.com for every episode of the show. Pick out a shirt. All that good stuff. We got a hot summer coming. Hot summer. It's going to be a hot summer. That's right. That What you just heard, that's the sound of summer. Hi, I'm Summer. <gasps> summer. Because it's 20 new teen. 20 new teen. Ah! All right, then. Until next time, Jenny. Thank you. Lauren. Thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And you. <laughs>